Hello and welcome to the Work of All Being podcast. I'm Amy from The Wellness Strategy and I'm your host and sometimes just the person you're going to listen to talk. We have a range of episodes. If you haven't already dived into those, please go ahead and do so. But what this podcast really is about is giving you insights into different things that support well-being that perhaps we don't always think of. We have a range of guests who are going to broaden our understanding and experience on what well-being actually looks like, especially in the workplace. And I too will be sharing with you tips, insights, strategies, and just my overall thinking and ramblings. So hang out with us as much as you can, learn as much as you can. And if there's anything you want me to speak of or a guest you want me to interview, absolutely let me know because this is the work of well-being, which means all of us are here together to do the work that matters most so you can have a thriving, fulfilling life both in and out of the workplace. Hello, wonderful people. How are you? Uh, This is the second time I have tried to record this podcast because round one, my microphone wasn't plugged in, uh, so that didn't happen. And now I am battling my cat who is desperate to be fed because, you know, he hasn't been fed for nearly, oh my goodness, what are we, what are we going on here, Baz? 10 hours maybe. So he thinks the world is ending and he's already tried to trash the office throw himself at our other cat um being quite destructive and it's also raining and I really want to go for a walk so I decided instead I would sit here for a few minutes and record this in the hope that once I finish um the rain will clear although I'm becoming more and more doubtful of that as I listen to the thunder anyway let's do this episode uh for the second time let's hope it's as good as the first and see where we end up. Maybe there'll be sunshine at the end. If not literally, maybe metaphorically. Okay. So this today, see this evening, this afternoon, whatever time of day it is for you, what I really want to unpack is this concept or this idea of the three P's of transformation for staff wellbeing and culture. Yes, of course, there are multiple P's when it comes to, um, you know, I think in schools we love an acronym or we love some alliteration, don't we? So, you know, I could have had five Ps. I probably could have had 10, but I don't. I have three. I have three, which are plan, prioritize and participate. That's it. Keep it simple. I could have had things like purpose or passion or people. But really, I want to talk about the tangible things here that are needed to drive transformation and change. Yes, there are, of course, other things. And yes, we know there are thousands of books and uh, other acronyms and alliteration, uh, pieces of work and steps to engage in. So this is not the be all and end all, but it is one piece to get you started. And I think what we need to come back to when we're considering what this looks like is let's just keep this simple. I was talking to a school leader friend over the weekend and she was saying she's just binged a whole bunch of my podcasts, which I'm always grateful for, but always makes me a little bit nervous as well, especially when it's a a friend slash colleague. And she was saying, you know, you just break this down and make it so simple and remind us of what matters. And this is definitely one of those episodes. um, One of those episodes that is really simple, really breaking it down into clear steps and just giving you the opportunity to pause and say, oh my goodness, how can we simplify this? So it's actually effective and and has impact because that's what we want. We want things to be effective and we want things to have impact. Now, you may notice that there is a difference between how I run my work and my PD and perhaps what other people do. And you may notice that I actually don't offer one-off PD days. And this is really because 
you know, I believe in transformation. I believe in creating long-term sustainable change. And I believe that whilst I might know some cool stuff and have some knowledge and some information, you don't need to sit and listen to me for a whole day as I speak at you. What we need is what we need is more opportunities for those of you on the ground in schools to lead transformational change because I don't work in your school. I don't turn up every day and go through the ebbs and flows with you, the nitty gritty, uh, all of the things that happen. Just so you're aware, my cat is now uh, finding the most annoying way possible to lay on my desk and he's knocked over a picture frame. He's about to push the tablet off the desk and my laptop. So stay tuned. For the, come on, just lay still, mate. Yeah. So I wish I, you could see this. It's just, yeah, you got it. So we want it to be long-term embedded sustainable change that we're creating. And yes, I can help facilitate that and support that change process and give you information that you don't yet have. But what I can't do is do the work for you. And so how do I, and this is really important and something I've been thinking a lot about lately as a consultant, How do I have integrity in the work that I do to ensure that it is meaningful and purposeful and creating that long-term sustainable change whilst also empowering you to do the same? Because I don't want to be someone that has to wait for transformation to happen every time I step into the room. I actually want to know that most of the work is happening when I'm not around. That's how I know I've had impact. That's how I know the work I've done is meaningful. It's like... um, Someone in an interview once asked me, how would I know if I'd done a good good job as a teacher? And I I answered, when I'm not needed anymore. And they said, so you're going to be a good teacher when your students don't need you and you're out of a job. I was like, technically, yeah, because if I've done a really good job, you don't need me anymore. And so I want to be able to give you as much as I can so that that happens. And that means I have more time and space to grow and learn new things and come back to you. So when we reconnect, it's, it's different. It's evolving. It's changing. It's not about doing the same thing for 10 years. I just, I mean, in some ways, yes, in schools, we need to do the same thing and keep it consistent, but we don't need to always be repeating the same thing in the same way. Evolution and change are a little bit different. And so this is about evolving. We may need to have a big change to begin with, but then it's how do we evolve from where we are? Anyway, that's not the three piece. I've just like been randomly talking at you for about five minutes on things that aren't about this podcast really and my cat so you're welcome anyway here we go so let's talk about the three p's number one plan so in order for school culture and staff well-being to transform there needs to be a plan there needs to be one you can't do it if you don't have a plan and a great mentor of mine said if you don't have a plan technically you're just sitting around wishing waiting and hoping for change and that is not a strategy Wishing, waiting and hoping is not a plan. I mean, it'd be good if it was, but it's not. You actually have to have a plan. So this means you need to know where you are and where you want to be. A plan is not a list of things to do. A plan is not a bunch of action items that you're going to tick off. It's not, oh, yeah, let's have a morning tea and let's get a yoga teacher in and, oh, yeah, let's cancel these meetings. That's not a plan. That's just a bunch of action items. A plan is something that includes a vision you know, what is it you're trying to create? What is it you're trying to build? What is it you're trying to sustain? You also need to collect, interpret and reflect upon relevant data and respond to this as you build your plan. Because if you're not using data to build a plan, then what are you doing? Guessing. 
you're just guessing or you're only building a plan based on your realm of knowledge or you're building a plan based on what you want but is that really what the rest of your school needs or your staff needs or what they feel is important or valuable it's not just about doing things because you think they're going to work or because research tells us they do. We, I mean, yes, we need to consider research, but we actually also need to ask, is this right for our context? So a plan is not the same as a list. A plan is informed and an effective plan is a bit like a roadmap. You know, it offers guidance on where and how we're going to go somewhere, we're traveling, but we know a really good map, thanks to Google Maps, is always looking for the opportunity to find a more efficient path. You know how when you've got Google Maps in there, it'll say, we found a different route. That is seven minutes quicker. Would you like to take would you like to take this new route? And you can say yes or no or whatever. It's a bit like that, right? So yes, we have a plan, but we've got to keep asking ourselves, is our plan the most efficient and effective path to take? Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But the point is, you know, a plan is what underpins the steps needed to ensure staff wellbeing culture is transformed and is prioritised long term. So that brings me to number two, we prioritise this. It cannot be left to chance. You know, as I mentioned, wishing, waiting and hoping is not a strategy. We actually have to prioritise the plan. So as you would when we talk about student data, as you would when we talk about strategic plans, you know, they are often visible. We often have data walls in staff rooms, in planning rooms to remind us of the priority when it comes to teaching our students. We have student goals visible in classrooms because we want to continually be referring to them. And if they are in front of us, if we can see them, we're going to prioritize them more often because, you know, it's a bit like that saying out of sight, out of mind. If we don't have them visible, then we don't remember to prioritize them because schools are just too busy with too many priorities. There's another P word for you, although I wouldn't a priority as in we need less, not more. And so we've got to have these things visible because if we don't, we're not going to continually reflect and refer to and ask ourselves, how are we going with this plan? Are we actually prioritizing this in the way it needs to be prioritized so that it supports what we're doing? Because if not, it will be out of sight, out of mind. And if we don't have it there continually to refer to, the busyness of the school day and everything else is just going to take over. So Yes, we need to have this plan, but we also need to prioritize it, not just by having it visible, but by giving it time. We need to have time to discuss it. We need to have time to reflect upon it. We need to have time to consider whether or not the actions we said we would take, we have taken. Were they impactful? Did they drive change? Were they useful? Were they not? Are the timelines we're putting in place actually relevant to what's happening? Has anything changed? Do we need to review how something is going and tweak it. You know, we need to be doing this all of the time because when we have that plan and we're actively engaging with it and we're prioritizing it, it means we're more likely to be going to participate in that action and change that we're trying to drive, which leads me to number three, participate. We have to participate in the drive and change we're trying to create. I know that kind of sounds like duh, of course, but how many action plans have you written or New Year's resolution plans have you written? Goals you've popped down and then you thought, yeah, I'm really going to prioritize this. I'm going to make this happen. You think about it, you map it out, you maybe, you know, you have it printed out on a wall somewhere or you think, yeah, I'm really going to you know, walk before school each day. And so you have your runners, they're ready to go. But you wake up in the morning and you look at them and you're like, nah, just stay in bed for 10 minutes or 
you look at the strategic plan on the wall and you think the plan's there and I'm looking at it. We've made time to discuss it, but actually there's 17 other priorities that come into play here. So we're just going to have to leave it and come back next time. That's not participating. (laughs) That is not participating in change. That's having a great plan and prioritizing it in terms of knowledge and knowing you have to do it, but it's not prioritizing action. Prioritizing action means participate and do the thing because when it comes to participating in in the transformational change of well-being and culture, it can't be left to leaders alone or well-being committees. It's the responsibility of everyone. And so for active participation to occur, we need to support everyone to actively engage. So this means not just having the plan and the priority, but we need to ask ourselves, does this really align with our values, our actions and behaviours? Are we actually living and driving this change? Do we need to perhaps have more PD around this for staff? Do we need to have more open, brave, vulnerable conversations? Do we need to talk about what this is and isn't? It could also mean looking at how we hold each other accountable to the transformation and change we seek, which, whoa, is a big one, because often we have these great ambitions or intentions around change and things we're trying to influence or implement or shift, but some people do it and some people don't, and we aren't quite sure how to hold each other accountable to this. And so we have to understand that accountability in this space is about support. How do we support each other and hold each other accountable for support and change to occur? Because we are humans here and we are creatures of habit. And when things are a little bit, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. Or when things are a little bit outside our comfort zone, we default back to our old patterns and behaviors. And when life gets busy, schools get busy jobs get busy, we again default back to our old patterns and behaviours. So accountability is a huge part of participation and active participation. And so as we look to transform stuff where we're in culture and we address all of these things, we really need to be ready to say, hey, this needs to be carried out by everyone. It's collective responsibility and it's collective action together that will allow transformation to, to occur. Like this is it. So that is, that is what I wanted to share today. Super quick, the three Ps, plan, prioritize, participate. Could I make it 10? Probably. But let's just start with these, right? Let's keep it simple. Let's not wish, wait, or hope that things will be different because it's not enough. Just like completing a one-day PD won't be enough. Reading one book won't be enough. It's leaving up to one person or a leadership team isn't enough. You know, as an individual or collectively in our workplace or school, we need to plan, prioritise and participate long term if we want transformation to occur. Like I just cannot stress that enough, which actually leads me to share with you. Next term, I am starting Leading Staff Wellbeing, a guided inquiry to elevate and transform staff wellbeing and culture. And this is an opportunity where I am going to guide you through the transformational step-by-step process I use in schools to help elevate staff wellbeing and culture. It is definitely an opportunity to plan, prioritize and participate. It comes with some really tight guidelines on how you need to show up, on how you need to participate, on what you need to do. There are eight modules across four terms and there are actually fortnightly touch points where you get to come and hang out with me and talk about what you're doing in your school and get the support and the guidance because Like I was saying at the beginning, you're not going to get this from one day PD or a one day term. It is about the work you do on the ground. And often what happens is you do a PD, you go back into your school, you're all excited and you have all of this motivation and drive, but life takes over, school takes over, priorities take over, or you actually hit a bit of a stumbling block and you don't know what to do. And so 
it kind of falls off because it's in the too hard basket. And that's why this is a 12-month commitment. That's why we're having two PD sessions a term with three touch points as well, so five across the whole term. There will be actionable tasks. There will be things you can use with your whole staff, absolutely. There will be PD for yourself and your and your whole staff pre-recorded that you can go and use. I will be available. But it's only for schools who are ready to commit to looking at staff wellbeing, using data from their school, which I'm going to take you through in terms of how to collect qualitative and quantitative data, respond to need and do things differently. So this is really like get your hands dirty PD. (laughs) Actually, it's not even PD. It's not a PD. It's not a course. It's not a program. It is a guided inquiry to help you become the leaders of change and transformation in your school. And I'm pretty excited for that. So it is Monday the 22nd. So by the time this goes up, you might have one day to register or you could have five. Depends on what my week looks like. Um, But I'll put the registration details in the show notes. It's also available on my LinkedIn. It's totally free to attend. I'm going to talk you through this amazing program. Um, inquiry it's not I keep saying program or offer but it's not and if you're not going to be able to attend live you'll get the recording so don't worry about that uh and any other questions shoot them my way have a great day evening night whatever it is for you and I will see you somewhere soon bye Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. It was an absolute delight to have you here. If you want to learn more about the work I do in the wellness strategy, whether it's for your own personal well-being or professional and workplace well-being, the best place to hang out with me is on LinkedIn. I share with you an immense amount of content, strategy and information that's going to help you transform your well-being right now. So head over there. Simple LinkedIn, Amy Green. You should be able to find that. It's also in the show notes. And if you need anything else, I'm across all other social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm even trying out TikTok. So you never know where this is going to go. But thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you need anything at all, you can always send me an email. You can find me on those socials. But most importantly, just keep doing the work of well-being.